0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now, a message from the Rock of Gainesville. Amen. So good to see you here this morning. Those of you watching online, we welcome you as well. And uh, we bless you. Pray that you are being encouraged at your time at home and uh, that you are fully pressing in to receive all that. God is doing. For those of you that are here, I do want to encourage you, um, use all the wisdom you need to use to make sure you stay healthy. And uh, um, right now, we, we, um, this is kind of family service because we don't have uh, preschool for two, three, and four. Uh, and the reason we don't, we're sorry, is that we don't have enough of you that are willing to go back and work with our kids. Uh, that's just the truth of it. So uh, we are, as we come back together, hopefully soon we'll be able to get our preschool classes up and running. Um, and uh, But jam's going on, and I believe we have uh, the nursery going on this morning as well. So all the little babies that were talking back to me last week, maybe they're back in the back talking back to me back there. So... Uh, What a joy to be able to, as you know, this is. uh, Hallelujah. (laughs) I'm glad to be here. (laughs) Amen. So, uh, this will be the last time I get to stand on this stage until I'm walking out my healing on the other side of transplant, unless. As Bob Weiner and I have been declaring, I get there and they just don't want to do it because I'm already healed. I'll I'll take that too. Amen. I, I am, in whatever way the Lord wants to walk out His healing in my life, in my uh, green room office in the back, it's full this morning, uh, Kayla Turner's there with Corey and Corey's mom, and uh, Gabrielle is back there, and uh, we were having a mask worship service back there. So uh, they're, they're, they're like me, fighting their own battles and believing God, but they, were, they wanted so much to be here, so I invited them to my green room. And uh, so, y'all say hi to Kayla and Corey and, and Gabriella uh, and Tammy. Uh, there we go. Wow, I can't remember. I remembered all those names. Can't believe I remembered all those names. Uh, Bob Weiner's here this morning. He's here last week. He was here a few weeks ago. Anyhow, I met with Bob this week, and uh, after talking with Pastor Suzanne and Tad and Ron, uh, I have invited Bob to come preach for us on the Sunday uh, the, before I go into the hospital. I will not be here, but he will be here. And uh, so it's a great joy. Bob is a man of faith. He's going to bring a word that's going to encourage you and stir your faith. And he challenges me. He gets all up in my face and says, you can't say that anymore. Now say this. Then he makes me say it like two or three times. So Bob Weiner, it's good. It's good. Put your hands together and welcome him. Amen. All right, I have a word that got stirring in my heart, believe it or not, last Sunday after I woke up from my nap, which I crashed <laughs> last Sunday afternoon, and it was a really good nap, but I, I woke up about 45 minutes into my nap because of the phone rang, uh, but I got up and I took my puppy for a long walk, and uh, we were down near the, the, ro- the highway at the end, and um, I'd had a, just a wonderful time of worship, I was thanking the Lord for the completion and and our service last sunday and and everything you know last Sunday was the the first the only first service we will ever have in this building. We are now flowing and going, but last week was a significant time and and uh, Suzanne and I were blessed beyond words. The presence of God was strong lives were touched and and um All of our friends that were here, all of our guests were uh, very blessed. Our pastor friends came up afterwards, everyone, and we're like, how did y'all pull this off in a new building without a glitch? And and I said, I don't know. I thought it was pretty good, but then Monday or Tuesday morning, I told Tad and Jim what they said, and they said, oh, no, we had some glitches. Uh, (laughs) The good news is I'm not smart enough to know what the the glitch was, so I was okay with not knowing, but... uh, Anyhow, uh, I, I w- I'm out walking and praying and worshiping the Lord and all of a sudden some things started stirring in my heart and I just thought, wow, this is so weird that I'd be thinking about this stuff. I, I was not even thinking about preaching this weekend. I was just worshiping and, and all of a sudden there was a, just a stirring going on uh, in, in my heart and, and I found myself asking the Lord a question. I said, Lord, why do some people fall away? How how do they fall away? How do they walk away? How do they turn away from your presence, your love, your grace, and your peace? Now, I I understand the whole thing of just going to church, staying there a few weeks, and then boom, you're out. You don't need that. You don't want that. But but I'm, I'm talking about people that walk with God for a long time. I'm talking about pastors that you know, served and loved and gave their all to the ministry of the word for for years. And then all of a sudden wake up, you know, one morning in bed and, and the woman next to them is not their wife or the man next to them is not their wife. And you go, seriously, we're living in crazy days. How do men of God end their lives? What is it that, that, that would cause a person to lose what what maybe you and I are experiencing today the fullness of god's presence now those are scary questions because all of us have the ability to be deceived that's why the body of Christ coming together, and not just in a big gathering like this, but, but in small groups, and we got people in our lives, we got people loving us enough to tell us the truth when we begin to, to slip a little bit, or, or, or do some things we ought not to be doing, or say some things that, that become alarming to, to, the, to those who have a spiritual ear. The, the word says, let the strong take care of the weak. So we have a responsibility. So, so you, you might find this a very interesting thought pattern as I'm, as I'm preaching my last message for a few months. And, and yet I have this, I, I have this burning passion in my soul that I will never stop running the race that's been set before me. I'll never stop loving the God who gave his son Jesus to die a horrible death for my benefit to be saved. That I, I, I want to make sure I never, ever position myself to walk away from his goodness, his love, his mercy, his peace, his joy. And yet... The word, all through the New Testament, is one warning after another for us. Oftentimes, though, we come to church with itching ears and we only wanna hear the good stuff. What, what's God gonna give me this week? What kind of blessing am I gonna have this week? What, what, what kind of experience am I gonna have this week? When what the Lord is wanting to do is to take you to a deeper place. And he's wanting to give you something, but it's probably not what you want. Man, I want to believe Jesus. I want to get my confession right. I want to believe for a bigger house. How many people can I get around me to help me believe for a bigger house? A newer car, more money. It's all about stuff. Stuff is left behind. Somebody else is going to spend your money that you worked so hard to get. Somebody else is going to sleep in your bed, in the house you built. Somebody else is going to preach in the pulpit of the church you dreamed of. I want to make sure that when it's time to pass the baton, it's not because woe is me, what happened to our pastor. It's going to be because it's the timing of the Lord and I get to pass the baton. Amen? And you get to pass the baton to your children and your children's children. As I said last week, we're building a multi-generational lifestyle and ministry where we're not just looking at the here and now. We're not just looking at how bad COVID is. COVID's going to go away one day, but our children and our children's children have a purpose, a plan, a future, and a hope. And God wants us to teach them and train them in the ways of the word in the ways of God, so that when the time comes, they will understand the fullness of what they've been called to. How does it happen? Why does it happen? Why do people walk away? I'm gonna read you two verses so familiar to you, but I'm gonna read them out of four versions. I'd hope with the screen as big as ours, I'd have them all up here, but if you'll put the ESV version up first. Romans chapter 12, verse one and two. I want you to read it out loud, starting with now. Read, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Now, Romans chapter 12. In the TPT version, let me just read it. It says this, beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices, and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart, mm, mm-mm. for this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the idols and opinions of the culture around you. But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. Say that out loud. How you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect In his eyes. And then in the message version, it says this. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. develops well-formed maturity in you. Wow, wow. So, man, this word is good. Now, in the Amplified Version, hang on, here we go. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act Of worship. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively change as you mature spiritually. I love that, don't you? Progressively change as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is that which is good, acceptable, and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. So, four different versions of this same scripture. And I would ask you the question, what is the main thing that jumps out to you in these scriptures? Meditate on, don't shout them out, thank you. What is it? Because they might be different than mine. I'm gonna give you mine, all right? So, so what is the main thing that you get out of these two verses. Now, I want to tell you, growing up, going to Bible college, going to three different Bible colleges, actually, um, went to the first one to find my wife, went to the second one to realize she wasn't there. And, uh, and then uh, after God uh, gave her to me and we got married, then we went to Christ for the nations. And there, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 became two of my main scriptures that I meditated on all the time. You know why? Because I wanted to know what the perfect will of God was for my life. So I want to tell you, I skipped over that whole conformed and transformed thing, just like many of you do, because I wanted to know what the perfect will of God was for my life. But you can't find out what the perfect will of God for your life is if you skip over, do not be conformed, and get your life mind transformed by the renewing of God's word. You can't find it. You can't know it, you can't experience it. So so you gotta back up a little bit and you say, the truth of the matter is, God's perfect will in my life will become evident as I apply the word, do not be conformed. But here's where I got stuck last Sunday. So last Sunday, I'm thinking about all of this. And I'm walking down back towards my house, down the street with my little puppy, pulling me in every direction, but staying focused on this thing about be not conformed. And I understand, I believe you understand, we talk about don't be conformed to the ways of the world. I said, Lord, I don't think the questions that are stirring in me come from those that just come to the house of God. Look at you beautiful people. All of y'all are beautiful, but I was back there on the back wall looking at the screen going, who are those people? <laughs> Watch out, don't pick your nose because there's cameras up here looking at y'all too. So I, I was looking, I was like, oh my gosh, and there it is, that Pierre and that go- I don't know how you, man, you, you married way up, bro. <laughs> Anyhow, church, uh, some of our kids are home for the weekend, I guess, but it's great to see you. So, so I, I, I'm stuck on this conformed thing, but my problem is not unbelievers coming in and then going back out and staying conformed to the ways of their lives, their culture, their world. You see, my love is for you. And all of a sudden, faces, as I walked down that street, began to pop up into my mind. They used to sit here, and there, and there. Well, over at the South Campus, but (laughs) but, but they're no longer. And it's not that they just left us to go to another church. That goes on all the time. But they left us because what was important to us somehow became less important to them. And you know, one of the prayers that Jesus prayed was, Lord, I don't want to lose one that's mine. And that's my prayer, that's my wife's prayer over our people, our house, those that are, that are still at home right now and those of you that are here. We love every one of you and we don't wanna lose one, especially to the devil. So I, I was stirred with this going, Lord, I'm gonna preach my last message. Can't you just give me something fun and sweet that I'll get a whole lot of amens? Woo, that was good, pastor. But, but there was this word stirring in me that, that, that I don't wanna lose another one. And all of a sudden, I found myself asking the Lord this question. Lord, do people actually come and conform to the ways of the church? Instead of being transformed by the Spirit. Meaning they come and they got some things going on in their life. And when they get among us, we make them feel good. And they feel good. And we hug them and love them and and we make a place, and they just keep coming for a while and then after they're there for a while, all of a sudden they want to serve and so man they, they they give their they pay their tithe they give offerings they 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 work in some children's ministry or they park cars, but they've never been transformed, and coming and being with us is not enough. oh we need each other desperately, but we need the power of the revelation of the Holy Spirit of God to transform us from who we were to who he wants us to be. Just talking churchism is not enough. That's why every parent in this place ought to be interceding on a daily basis for your children. You need to be praying over your kids because all hell wants to take your children, not only from you, but from God. They were created for a purpose, but hear me, just going to church is not enough for your children. When we're worshiping, you need to make your kids stand up. I was back here watching. Some of y'all just let your children sit. You need to stop letting them sit because they're sitting behind you and you're in deep worship and they're playing games, hitting each other and playing on iPads and got your phone. That's not being transformed. You say, but you know, no, no buts. This is an opportunity for them to experience. And if you got two of them, you might, you might need to separate them. One on this side and one on this side. Hear me, parents. Don't get so deep in this that you don't know what's going on with your children. you got to bring them with you through the transformation place. you got to make them want to love the presence of God. You want to make them want to worship the living God. See, if they're, just, if they're just sitting down, they don't know that Jesus is in the house. And his presence is here among us. I wouldn't come to church one more Sunday if I thought Jesus wasn't gonna show up in his presence and in his power. This is not a job that I ever desired. I don't have an itch that needs to be scratched. Did I say it the right way? I got a passion the Father. And I want to take as many of you that want to go into his presence with me. I want his presence. I want to be empowered by him. I want to be healed by him. I want to be whole in him. I want his full. I don't want to just learn how to talk church, walk church, act church, behave like church. It's not enough because one day something's going to happen and they will begin they will begin to slip away they need a transformation that's why last week I declared everything I believe God told me this this house is going to be we're going to be a house of prayer we're going to pray Man, I was back there in the back while ago, and the video wasn't on. My TV is on. I got these guests in my room, and everybody's talking. And all of a sudden, I hear, I hear somebody declaring something. And I'm like, well, man, am I hearing things? Or, you know, what's going on? And, and uh, the TV was just big red with a, with a TR in the middle of it. And, and uh, I didn't know they had the mic on for prayer. And, and all of a sudden, I, I was like... Man, that sounds like Bob Weiner preaching. What is that? Did, did you give him the mic? Did he pray? I was like, Lord, I'm either losing it or I got it. And I got it. So that was Bob. He was declaring over this place and speaking a word, and prophesying. We have prayer every week here at quarter till 10, 15 minutes before prayer. I mean, before service. Why aren't you coming? Why aren't you bringing your children? See, before we're anything, we got to be a house of prayer. Church, I'm not, I, 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 I'm just doing a little daddy talking, okay? I'm not rebuking anybody, I'm just doing a little daddy talking. You want your kids? You want to make sure that when your kids are teenagers, you don't lose them? Let them have a touch of the Holy Spirit. Let them get touched by God. Let them experience the presence. Where are they going to experience that? In a house of prayer. In a house of hope, in a house of salvation, when they see people's lives being touched, that's how they're going to know. Tuesday morning prayer, every Tuesday. Been praying here for 33 years. Some of you have never come to Tuesday morning prayer. Why not? Well, it's 6 o'clock. That's early. No, it's not 6.15. We gave you 15 extra minutes. Think about it. You'll jack your kids up and throw them in the car to head to Disney World. Oh, Lord have mercy. I wanna be so sweet. And Lord, I'm about to walk out of here for seven months. I don't want them not to want me to come back. But I'm speaking the truth. You'll put, you'll grab them up, wake them up. Man, just jerk them all around, stuff some cereal in their mouth and say, we gotta be at Disney when the gate opens at nine. You'll get them up to take them fishing, hunting. Woe is us yes. if we think we can just make it with God yes. by doing church. Right. You see, we have to be transformed by the renewing yes. of our mind. Yes. That's why for the last six weeks I've been preaching and proclaiming, you got to get up and worship God every morning. you got to get in the Word of God every morning. you got to pray every morning. you got to spend some time in His presence. Hey, Mama Hyatt back there, I love you. I see you behind that mask. You can't hide. Mama Hyatt prays for me every single day. She wants to go to heaven, but Lord won't let her because I need her here to pray for me. I already told her, stop asking the Lord to take you home until I don't need you anymore. You raise up a (laughs) disciple, then he ain't going to let you go. So you might as well just get a grip on it. Get up at 3.30 every morning, keep praying for me. But see, we got to be transformed. Hear me change from the inside. The problem is too many people come to the church and they just, we change them on the outside. You're drinking too much, you really ought to stop, it's a bad influence. So they stop or they slow down. But we try, you know, just up your dress a little bit, you know, put some shoes on. We we think if we can get people outwardly to change, that something happens on the inside. You know that's not the truth. My, my little puppy, I, we've had her five weeks. I, I, I love this puppy. She's not so little. She's growing way too fast. She can almost knock me down this morning. I was like, jump on me one more time. I mean, her, she's, she's 13 weeks old and her paws are touching my chest when she stands up. And she loves to stand up. I don't know where I was going with that. It was really important, too. Oh, Suzanne said she still needs to be transformed because she's conformed. Listen, this is what I found out this morning when I was walking her, and she was eating dead worms on the driveway. She's still a dog, right? She's still a dog. And, and, And we have neighbors that have five cows, and my puppy, if if I would just let go of the leash, she'd be gone into that pasture. Cause her little nose is just she did all over the place because she wants to find out what that rich manure. <laughs> because she's a dog. Hear me, you're not a dog. You're not a dog. We don't eat worms, we don't eat poop. <laughs> pastor Steve Parker was here last week from Orlando. How many of you have lived in Gainesville a long time? Let me, let me see your hands. You lived in Gainesville. How many of you have seen a big, gigantic black bear, brown bear in your neighborhood lately here in Gainesville? Anybody, let me see your hands. Nobody. Okay, so Pastor Steve, a couple of weeks ago, his associate pastor called him on Sunday morning. Said, Pastor Steve, I'm here at the church ready to open up. Should I go in? And Pastor Steve thinks that's the dumbest question I ever heard. Well, of course, you want to go in, get things rolling. I mean, and, and so the, the, the next text the, uh, Pastor Steve gets is from this guy with this massive bear standing on the driveway right in front of the building. And the little baby bear, they have a preschool, was in the dumpster and the dirty baby diapers were slinging out (laughs) as this bear was eating, you know what? Let's not be conformed. Come on. To the way of the world. A bear will be a bear and a dog will be a dog, but we are the created of God. We have a purpose and a plan. So don't conform to the world or the church world. Be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. Through the written word of God that becomes and comes to you by revelation of the Holy Spirit that enables you to change from the inside out. The Holy Spirit brings the word that you're meditating on. Hear me. If you're not reading the word, the Holy Spirit is not giving you revelation. Some of you just say, I just want the revelation." You'll get a revelation, and you'll become a part of the granola church, nut, fruits, and flakes. And you'll be going around telling people, thus saith, and there ain't no thus saith. I always know when people start talking to me, they got a word of the Lord, and they start prophesying. And that prophecy is so far from the word of God, it's not even funny. And you just, in one ear, out the other, love your brother, and walk away and reject all of it. Or if you don't feel like you can reject it, just put it on, what what have I said for years, just put it up on the shelf and leave it alone. Because if it's God, hear me, it'll happen. Okay? If it's God, it'll happen. But we have to be transformed by getting that word into our lives and letting it change us. Because we don't want to just adapt to churchism. It's more important to be changed by the revelation of the Father's love for us. It says, Lord, in me, whatever you need to do, I I, I can think some bad stuff. Anybody besides myself? Wow, y'all are so, thank you, six of you can think bad things every once in a while. The rest of y'all, would you just lay your hands? No, don't lay your hands. Just stretch your hands and pray that I get whatever you got. Man, don't lie to me. You know you think things sometimes that you go, where did that come from? Just look. Just go out in the parking lot. I've got my binoculars and let somebody pull out in front of you. That thought becomes a reaction. And then all of a sudden you remember you're still in the church parking lot. I ought not to act like this. You know why you act like that? Because it's in you. There's still some anger issues. There's some, there's some uh, what's the word that I can't ever remember when I talk about the millennials? What, what, what's the word? What is it? Entitled. entitled. Some of you think you're Entitled to nobody driving in front of you. They pull out in front of you and your first thought is, what is their problem? So you speed up to just let them know you're there. All right. I love all of y'all. I'm gonna leave that alone. 1 Peter chapter one. I gotta wrap this up. 1 Peter chapter one, verse 13. Therefore, preparing your minds for action, say action. Action. And being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace. Say grace. Grace. Don't you love grace? Grace is what God gives you when you don't deserve it. Unmerited. He just gives it to you. There is a grace on your life to worship. There's a grace grace on your life to get up to go to early morning prayer. (laughs) Say, no, there's not, Pastor, I'm a night person. Oh no, it's a grace. It's called an alarm. You set that sucker with a snooze that goes off every 30 seconds after the original ring. You'll get your butt out of bed. Or you'll sling that thing across the wall and realize you got anger issues. So you really should get up and go to prayer. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, we have a grace to do whatever God has called us to do. What has He called us to do? It's called us to pray. Because without it, we're not going to know him. Matter of fact, he said to the disciples, hear this. He said to the disciples, if you don't pray, when temptation comes, you're going to give in. Wow. And you know what happened? Peter went back to sleep and he gave in. Three times. Wow. That's why when Jesus came out of the grave, he said, hey, girls, go get my disciples because they're hiding somewhere. Mighty men of God and find Peter. And tell him I love him. Has the Lord ever just tapped you on the shoulder and said, I know what you've done. But I still love you. I still died for you. I still rose from the grave for you. I know what you did. I know what you're capable of doing. But I still love you. That's what you get in prayer. That's what you get in meditation. You start meditating on the word and find out God likes you. I mean, he likes you. Who's going to give their son to die for somebody he doesn't like? He doesn't just love you. God likes you. Problem is some of you don't like you. Amen. That's a message for another time. Ron, develop that. Listen to this. Verse 14. As obedient children, say obedient. Do not be conformed to the passions, hear me, of your former in ignorance. Listen to me. If some of you have been walking with the Lord so long that you are back to doing everything you once did before you got saved, because now you're spiritual enough to handle it. Some of you need to back down on your drinking. Okay? I'm not opposed to a glass of wine here and there. I'm opposed to being a drunkard. And once you start needing it every afternoon, you need Jesus. You need the Holy Spirit. Some of you just need to understand that, that if you're going back to the former things, there's something that's a warning sign. And you gotta go, man, I, I, got, I gotta get back to just needing Jesus, because he's my answer. If today was it, if today was the day, the last day for you, and you knew it, man, what would be your thought process? What would be your desires? What would be your wants? You know what we're guaranteed? Today. That's it? Today. Yesterday's history, tomorrow's a dream, but today, is the day of the Lord. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day I get to walk out the fullness. I see that clock. It just went to zero. Let me finish reading. But as he who called you is holy, listen to this. It's getting quiet in here. How about an amen? Amen. There you go. Some of you wouldn't do it, but it's all right. You also be holy. Listen to this. But as he who called you is holy, listen to this. You also be holy in all your conduct. Your conduct, your conduct reveals who you are, what's inside of you. Since it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. And if you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with what? Fear. With fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of of Jesus Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you. Who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith, say faith, faith, and hope are in God. And I close with this. God loves you so much. He loves me. He loves every one of us so much that he gave his son to die so that we could live. And live free from the bondage of your past. Some of you are still struggling with your past. You got to know that Jesus is well able to not only forgive you of the past, but help you to forgive others of how they wronged you. And you stop carrying that bag of bondage to church with you every Sunday and to the office every Monday, and you stop talking about all that somebody once did to you and start releasing them to be forgiven because it'll set you free. It'll set you free when you forgive those who have wronged you. And Jesus died so that we could be free. Free to walk in the fullness of our salvation. Free to live out the rest of our lives. Somebody come to the keyboard, please. If you don't, I'm going to preach till y'all start all walking out. Free to live out the rest of your life in the confidence that you are a child of God. And today, whether you're watching online or you're sitting in this place, if you do not have the confidence today that you are right with God, You can. The promise is to live free. To whom he set free is free indeed. If you don't have the confidence and you realize and recognize that you conform to the ways of the church instead of being transformed by the renewing of your mind, you can know Christ today. You can be free today. You can walk out of this room or at home where you are. You can be free today by simply declaring Christ in me, the hope of glory. Jesus will help transform your life into that which glorifies him. Would you just bow your head for just a moment? For those of you that are watching online, those that are listening by podcast this week, you you can, wherever you are driving down the road, you can say, I do not have the confidence that I have needed in today. Whether today is tomorrow or a week from now, whenever it is your today, you can receive Jesus. You can deny the works of your past, the culture that's trying to dictate who you are and what you are, and you can even overcome being conformed to the ways of church, but you don't have a full confidence that Christ lives in you. This morning, I'm gonna lead in a simple prayer. I'm not going to ask you to respond. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. You know who you are because this is not about me saying thank you and somebody sitting out there counting how many times I say thank you. This is about, do you want to know like you have never known before in your life that you belong to the father and that he first loved you, that he gave And for you to be able to love him back, you have to give as well. You have to give your life. You have to give your words. You have to give your heart. You have to say, Jesus, I'm tired of doing this on my own, and I surrender. I want you to repeat this prayer with me this morning. And if you're sitting there and it's for you, you declare it. In faith. Pray this with me today. Father, thank you for giving Jesus. That you loved us in our sin. You loved me in my sin. That you were willing to give your Son, who was without sin, to come to the earth and to die for me. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Today, I'm going to die to me. I'm surrendering to you. My heart, my soul, my mind, my life. I give you my all today. Jesus, be my Lord. Be my Savior. Today, I'm choosing you. Today, I'm making a decision to be transformed by your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, this morning, right here, right now, I receive you. I welcome you. I say have liberty in my life. I need you to live for the Father. Today, Jesus, I surrender all. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand for those in faith that today their life is changed. Well, real quick, I get to do something that really makes me feel like a a pastor back home in my pulpit today. I get to give a couple of really incredible announcements. The first one is that uh, Andrew and Irene Lewis are pregnant in child number three, their third boy. Come on, there is a Grace. There is a grace for boys. And uh, we bless Andrew and Irene. And uh, you know, whenever you get pregnant and parking lot prophets come along and start telling you what you're gonna have, just put it on the shelf. They have 50% chance they're right. And 50% chance they're wrong. But I rejoice with Andrew and Irene. I told them, look, Suzanne and I, we are masters of walking in grace of three boys. And, uh, either God couldn't trust me with, uh, those precious old girls, probably cause they'd still be locked up today. 31 years old dad. Can I, can I at least think about marriage? No, you're too young. Stay back. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm glad the Lord gave me three amazing daughters and, uh, for my sons, daughter in laws, Making sure you understand there. The second one is a couple of nights ago, uh, Wesley and Emily Tomlin gave birth to a beautiful little boy, Friday night, I believe, and they're doing well. Went home, I think, last night, and uh, we rejoice with them. So give the Lord a hand for another healthy baby. We have had a lot of boys born. I just realized that. We had four within just, uh, of course, Madeline and Fern. You know, they went for two. So uh, I wish I had the, did y'all show the picture of the baby? Did they show it up there? Did y'all show it? No? No? Okay. Uh, It was supposed to be up there. At least Pastor Ron told me it was. Uh, Anyhow, the baby's doing great and it's beautiful. Uh, And this week I got to uh, hold uh, Keller and Owen. And I didn't know who I had. They look the same to me, but uh, they are some cutie pies, and uh, it was great to meet them. And now, what a joy to get to dedicate. Uh, Doctors Matt and Erica Cassio are going to come with their beautiful little girl. Serafina Brielle Cassio, born on 1229. Pastor Suzanne, uh, Andrew, somebody help her. There you go. Hector, thank you. Help my wife up here. So... This is one gorgeous little girl that I have got to watch grow up from Instagram. And uh, hey, baby girl, look at that. Look at yourself up there. Oh, my gosh, she's so beautiful. Let's come out here a little bit, guys. And uh, Dr. Matt knew how to, uh, he timed that thing perfectly, get that tax exemption last year right at the end of December, man. You got to know what you got to know, you know? So what a joy uh, to get to uh, dedicate this precious little girl She's a gift, and as many of you know, uh, uh, Matt and Erica uh, had a miscarriage about a year plus before, and, and uh, that was a tough time in their lives, and we stood with them, prayed with them, rejoiced, that little baby's in heaven, and uh, it wasn't long after a few months, and uh, the Lord uh, blessed them with this beautiful, hey, I know, <laughs> I want to hold you so bad, can I hold her or not? Oh. Oh, oh, this could be bad right here. Hey, baby girl. Oh, I know. You don't look like my daddy or my mommy. Let me get your hand in there. Let's go show you off. Okay. You got her there? Wow, look at this dress. I don't even know what to do with that. I guess that's a girl thing. So anyhow, she's gorgeous. And uh, we're going to pray over her, dedicate her. Matt, okay, there we go. I haven't done this in a while. It's... uh, It's, uh, hey baby, (laughs) Matt, Erica, uh, there is a grace. You've heard me just preach this. It's not a grace you have to ask for. You're a grace of a little girl, the grace to teach her and train her and raise her and nurture her in the things of God. Matt and I were in the back during worship and, and, uh, when Erica stepped up to sing that last song, uh, babies know their mama's voices and we're back there watching the screen and she's looking around and, and, uh, And the Lord wants you to so nurture and train her that one day she'll hear the father's voice and she'll recognize it just like she recognizes mommy and daddy. And the reality is the only God she knows right now is you. And uh, the God she's gonna grow up loving will be the God that you reveal to her through your love, your commitment, your passion, your purpose, your understanding. And so there is a grace for that. And um, I just... uh, want to rejoice with you guys, first of all, for a beautiful, healthy baby, and uh, declare that all that you have need of, the Lord has already provided. Amen? So we're going to just stretch your hands towards this precious baby. Father, what a joy to stand with Matt and Erica today and and just uh, declare over this child that she is a gift of you, Father. She's a gift straight from heaven. She is a part of your plan for the purposes of God on the earth. And so today, Lord, we just declare over her, that, first of all, the angels of the Lord are going to be encamped about her, watching over her, helping her, protecting her. She's going to know you, Father, from an early age. She's going to know Christ, and she's going to know the voice of Holy Spirit as he leads her and guides her. So I just pray today, Father, over Matt, over Erica, and over Seraphina today, that all that they have need of is found in Christ Jesus. And so we rejoice over this beautiful sound of a baby's voice. Uh, Lord, we rejoice over uh, the gift of God that she is, not only to Matt and Erica, but to the Rock family. She's a part of our family and will be a part of our future. And so we rejoice today. I lay hands upon her and dedicate her in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit today and declare today, child, that you have been dedicated uh, as a child of God and that you're gonna be raised in the house of God to know him from an early age and to love him. And we rejoice in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look at that face. She's like, preacher, would you get done? Because these people want to see me. So amen. Love you guys so much. Bless you. What a joy to get to be a part of this today. So all right. Thank you. Pastor Ron, it's all yours. Thank you guys. I love y'all. I, uh, Stop, stop, sit down. I love you guys. Thank you. I I do, sit down. I mean it, sit down. We'll get you out of here in a second. Listen, just real quickly, because I am going to put a video out this week, but starting Thursday, uh, we have eight straight days of prep, um, shots, um, and uh, I'll go through uh, stem cell harvesting of all of my stem cells starting a week from Monday uh i'm sorry tuesday i believe it is on monday i'll go in for a a small surgery to have a cvl um or something like that stuck in my chest i will have three little prongs sticking out father son and holy ghost and uh (laughs) and then on tuesday they'll start harvesting my stem cells for a couple of days possibly up to three days and uh and then, um, that's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm back at the hospital for labs and a checkup. And then I have one week of rest and then two weeks, um, from today, I believe, or three on August the 2nd, when, when Bob Weiner's here to minister the word, uh, I'll be getting a COVID test. Pray that that is a negative. That's why I am really staying away from everybody at this point, um, And uh, then Monday, uh, we'll sign a bunch of documents. Tuesday, I'll go in um, on August the 4th, and uh, they'll uh, do a 20-minute chemo blast and uh, look at your pastor's hair because it's about to disappear. Uh, And I'm okay with that. Uh, But uh, I will um, spend a couple of days um, resting in the hospital. Then on August the 6th, uh, I will have my transplant. So that's all the plans. Pray that they go according to God unless God just shows up anytime he wants. I am ready to receive. If those doctors walk in and say, you have a zero spike and we have no need for this, uh, I'll be back here preaching next week. I'll bump, I'll bump, I'll bump everybody but, but, but Bob. And, uh, but uh, thank you guys. I, I love you so much. I'm gonna miss your faces Um, you can't come to my house. Sorry. Uh, I, I will be in isolation. I'll be in the hospital for, uh, they say a month. Come on. How many can believe with me for 15 days? I'm believing for 15 days. And, uh, they're saying that middle of February, they'll release me to come back to preach. I'm believing for the first of November. How many of you will believe with me for the first of November? I'm believing for the first of November. Middle November at the latest, all right? So those are my uh, plans and those are my desires. I'm trusting God, but I couldn't do it without your love. I appreciate all of you so very much. And to be honest, somebody texted me this week and said, Pastor, did you see me last week? I was waving at you. And unless you're on about the third row and up, uh, you're just a beautiful blur to me right now. I, I don't know if it's a chemo coming out of me, but my eyesight is pathetic. And uh, I know my wife is right here on the front row. I recognize her. The rest of you, I love you. God bless. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.